Hello, this is Pastor Pete Beck III with LifeNet in Burlington, North Carolina. Welcome to today's podcast entitled, Authority is Not a Four-Letter Word. In the postmodern world in which we live, all authority is suspect, except when it can be used to advance a political end. Authority in general is likely to be viewed skeptically as being a means to exercise power over others to advance a self-serving agenda. Authority is often equated with authoritarianism, which is an unbridled and oppressive exercise of power. Most people naturally recoil from abusive authoritarianism but we should be careful not to lump all authority into that one basket. There are benevolent forms of authority too. Jesus is a benevolent and just King, the rightful Lord of the universe. The kingdom of God is overseen by servants of God who exercise Christ's authority in humility and love, at least That's the ideal. This article will focus primarily on authority in the home and the church. When Jesus overthrew Satan's domination of darkness and birthed the kingdom of God, it was something simply, it was not something simply laid over the top of what already existed or a rearrangement of what was already there. Christ's kingdom is radically different in all respects. Jesus taught his disciples the following from Luke 22, 25 through 26. And Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who have authority over them are called benefactors. But it is not this way with youth but the one who is the greatest among you must become like the youngest and the leader like the servant. Most problems with government begin with individuals in power thinking more highly of themselves than they should. Such people imagine that they are great ones who deserve to be able to have their own way no matter what. The more power and wealth the government accumulates, the more corrupt it generally will become. People without God's intervention have an insatiable lust for wanting to be considered great and powerful. Going all the way back to the Garden of Eden, people want to be God, or at least a God. As a result, glory-hungry people use their power for their own ends for self-aggrandizement, wealth, and pleasure. When power goes over to the dark side, it is used to hurt one's enemies and those we despise. But Jesus taught that in his kingdom, things will not be this way. Instead, the more authority one has, the greater the responsibility to serve others. Corrupted power hurts others in order to protect and enrich the leader, whereas in the kingdom of God, authority is used to bless, protect, lead, 
provide and correct the ones under its care. Worldly authority pushes others down, but godly authority pushes others up and forward. A great example of the proper use of benevolent authority is the role of a father in the home. If a family is following God's principles, the father has the most authority and responsibility in the home and is called the head. Ephesians 5.23 For this reason, he is also the chief servant. His responsibility is to provide for his family, love them, give guidance and instruction, model godly living, bring correction and discipline as needed, and protect the family from all threats. That is the definition of service. Authority always is connected to responsibility. The more responsible a person is, the greater the authority. Problems arise when irresponsible people use authority selfishly. Since fathers are fallible human beings, they sometimes misrepresent God through the misuse or even the abuse of their authority. Dads must use their headship, may use their headship for selfish ends or to dominate the wife and kids, alienating them in the process, breeding resentment, and giving them a very poor model for the future. Failures at fatherhood do not nullify God's promises. Instead, they reinforce God's ways by contrast. God's ways produce life, the world's way just the opposite. Authority in the church. The church is another realm where authority is given to protect, provide, lead, guide, and correct. Disciples of Christ know that Jesus alone is the Lord of the church and of their lives in particular. What is not so commonly understood is that Jesus delegates authority to those whose God-given responsibility is to shepherd the flock. Proper pastoring is a great example of how authority is meant to be used. Shepherds exist for the welfare of the sheep. They have authority over the sheep to determine where they go, when and where they feed, and when and where they drink. Shepherds lead their sheep in and out of the sheepfold, guard them from predators, and discipline wandering sheep to keep them from getting picked off by wolves and other predators who prefer to attack stragglers and wanderers. They give special attention to those who are weak and sickly. When followers of Christ choose to distance themselves from the flock and the shepherd, we can be sure that they are ripe for being picked off by the enemy. God has established pastoral authority in the church in the form of elders and fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And you can read about that in Ephesians 4:11 through 16. He also says in 1 Peter 5, 2 and 3, care for the flock that God has entrusted you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly, not for what you will get out of it, 
but because you are eager to serve God. And don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. Other people also can have delegated authority under the oversight of these shepherds. Pastoral authority serves the church through teaching the Bible, modeling the Christian life, training and equipping disciples, correcting those who stray from the path, and guarding against threats from both within and without. The chief threats come in the form of sin and false prophets and teachers. The benevolent use of authority. Below are some important verses related to this benevolent use of authority. First, 2 Corinthians 1.24. Not that we lord it over your faith, but we are workers with you for your joy. For in your faith you are standing firm. Godly authority teaches people how to be under Christ's authority. Correction by those in authority should be exercised rarely in the lives of mature disciples. It is primarily for the immature and the wayward, in a similar way to how parents are required to discipline young children far more than older ones. If parents are still holding domineering sway over older children, something is very wrong. A parent's goal is to produce self-governing adult children. It is the same in the kingdom of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. Anytime those in authority use their position to focus people's attention on themselves for the purpose of preserving their preeminence, something is wrong. Proper submission to authority. Authority in the church is very real and should be honored and obeyed as to the Lord. In other words, our submission to delegated authority is based on our submission to Jesus the Lord. Since all authority comes from God, Romans 13, 1, when we choose to submit to delegated authority, we are actually submitting to God by faith. We have to see that God is behind authority or we will have a tough time submitting to another human being who has all the faults and frailties that we do. I am referring here primarily to the proper use of authority. When those in government use their power to oppress and abuse those under them, we still must understand that God is sovereignly using that authority, but we may not be required to obey them in all things. Anytime authority demands that we violate our faith, our conscience, or God's word, it must be resisted, however, without being disrespectful. When we obey and honor those who have delegated authority, we do so as a way to honor our Lord. We have to believe that God has our back and will correct his delegated authority if they get out of line with his kingdom principles and the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. Leaders will answer to God 
which is why it is important for us to answer to them. In answering to them, we answer to God. In caring for us, they are serving Christ. This is not optional for those who have authority or for those under authority. The Apostle Paul gave us a great example of the proper use of authority. 1 Thessalonians 2, 7 and 8 read, As apostles of Christ, we certainly had the right to make some demands of you, but instead, we were like children among you, or we were like a mother feeding and caring for her own children. We loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, but our own lives too. It is easy to see Paul's love and care for God's people and his determination to use his authority as a shepherd to teach, correct, care for, and protect them. Truly, authority properly used is not a four-letter word, nor is it something to be taken lightly. It is part of God's loving provision for us, and it is in our best interest for us to honor and submit to those who have been given God's delegated authority over our lives. Who knows? We may be wishing that one day people will take our authority seriously and listen to what we have to say. Since we always reap what we sow, let's show honor and submission to God's delegated authority as a way of honoring God himself.